Podcast. I am your host, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and P. Bush. What's up, fellas? What's up, Sean? Ready for NFL season, baby? One day away. Let's go. Yes, sir. It's Christmas Eve, baby. Christmas <laughs> Eve and tomorrow's present is three hours of football, baby. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It, yes, the NFL season is here, alive. Um, two marquee franchises. I mean, I'm going to say marquee franchises in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but two big-time players with Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, the whole nine NFL starting tomorrow. Um, I think they're playing in Jerry World. But I want to get the guys' thoughts on the game. You know, the Dallas uh, Cowboys with their maybe new re- – revamped defense with Michael Parsons and a couple of guys they got. Um, Tom Brady still kicking it. I think, what is he, 44? How old is he now? 44. Yeah, 44. Yeah, 44. yeah. still kicking it. So I want to get the guys' thoughts on what they think, the ga- how the game is going to go. And uh, Pete Bush, I want to start with you, man. I don't know, man. I think I think this could be a, uh, a stomping um, personally. <laughs> I think, you know, when I, when I first saw this being, right, the first game of the year, I was like, oh, you know, we got two of the most high-powered offenses in the league going up head-to-head. Um, in Tampa Bay, rightfully so, as the reigning champs. Um, but look, man, you're talking about a Dallas team that last year gave up 34 passing touchdowns alone. Um, I know that they, you know, got Michael Parsons in there. They they moved up a little bit, you know, on their defensive side. Um, but their secondary really didn't change that much. Um, so I think with that triple threat at wide receiver, uh, Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown, man, and the fact that your third is an Antonio Brown just blows me away to this day. Um, we saw what he was doing towards the end of last year with this team. Um, you know, more reps with Brady, more reps with that O-line, uh, more reps with his, you know, co-stars at wide receiver is going to open up their game even more, I think. Um, Zach Martin being out for the Cowboys, I do think is going to be pretty pivotal. Um, you know, the Bucks have a massive defensive line. They're one of the best to get into the pass. They're one of the best pass rushing defenses. We saw Mahomes struggle with it running for, you know, 500 yards in the Super Bowl. Um, with a with once again a battered offensive line, so you know Zeke Elliott might have some issues off the bat. I think Dak might get you know running around a lot. Which, if you're a Cowboys fan, man, I do not want to see Dak running no. out and around the pocket. You know he thinks he can make those throws, and maybe you know we all know he can. But with that shoulder, you know, with his his freak injury last year, you want to try and minimize as many opportunities as you can that he is going to be put in danger. So the Bucks are going to be going all out at Dak Prescott, you know, knowing that that he's a little bit vulnerable right now with his overconfidence. So I personally have the Bucks winning by at least 10 points. Um, I think that they're, you know, Dallas could pop off, and I do hope it's a high-scoring game, but I think that Bucks defense, man, they're, they're, just, they're just too good. Yeah, like I want this game to be a 50 to 40 because I got a mm-hmm. lot of Zeke. I have, I have Ezekiel Elliott as my fantasy RB1. So I need him to pop off, even though I'm not feeling good at all. Tampa Bay defense, rushing defense, number one last year. Yep. 82 yards per game. They were the best at holding running backs on the yards per game basis. So Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think he's going to eat. O-line injured, not good for Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott coming off injury, he's got to build that chemistry back good, not good for Ezekiel Elliott. So I feel yeah. like Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a really, really bad game. I think he's going to have an inefficient, like, 60 yards – Total yards and like I like twenty carries. They're gonna be Ooh, trying to run the yeah. They're wow. gonna be trying to run the football to try mm-hmm. to control pace, try to keep the ball that's out true. of Tom Brady's hands. So that's what they're gonna try to do, and they're gonna fail because the Buccaneers' defense is too good. They're too good on defense, especially run defense. So like having Dak Prescott his first game back from a pretty much an entire year off, they're not gonna want Dak Prescott jacking it up like forty times throwing the ball. 
They're going to ease him again. They might even use a little Tony Pollard. I feel like they're going to be trying to run the football, and they're going to fail epically. And Tom Brady with those three wide receivers, Oof. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in both of them. Chris Godwin, A.B., they're in, man. They're in for all my lineups. Antonio Brown is in, Chris. Man, like it's going to be Chris Godwin is in, and I feel like one of those guys is going to get multiple touchdowns, man. Wow. Tom Brady's going to have a field day on the secondary on the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady's going to be looking like he's 24, man, not 44, 24 years old. So I feel like this is a great coming out again. For, man, they're going to be celebrating. They got their rings, man. They yeah. got they, they go on interviews. They're laughing. They're like, man, we're going to run it back because they got the entire roster back. Feels sort of like the Chiefs last year, pretty much bringing the entire roster back. And the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl last year. So I feel like this year they're out for another Super Bowl path again this year. So. Man, it's an easy opponent against this Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah. You, oh, might as well just, you, you might as well extend Brady for another three years. I, I feel like <laughs> if he gets this dub, might push him to 47, man. He, he'll, he can make it. Oh, man. this It's going to be a good game, but I do think there are some other pretty good games uh, this week. But, Sean, what do you do? You, I'm guessing you got the Bucks too. You have to. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping for a different side of the Dallas defense. I'm not saying okay. Michael Parsons is this type of transitional artist you know, Pantheon player where he's going to make, you know, I don't even know where they were ranked last year, but I know it's pretty low. They're going to make him to like a top 10 defense. But I do think him being around roaming as like a, I think he was like a what, four, three, four, four linebacker, filling gaps, going around, putting pressure on the defense. I think it's going to help Demarcus Lawrence and the other defensive ends, maybe free them up and get, you know, maybe some pressure on Brady because what I do know about Brady is, he doesn't like to be hit. He doesn't like any type of pressure. So if they can get any type of pressure, even though I know uh, most of the time Brady always has an elite offensive line, but they can get confused, get some stunts. Maybe the defensive coordinator can get something going that way. Then I could see it being a respectable game, and it could be, like you say, 10 points is where I would want it to be. What I don't want to see is a situation where by the time it's the second quarter with like nine minutes to go, it's like 28-17 or like some crazy number because then it's just going to be Dak throwing a bunch of uh, points. Actually, I'm actually going against Dak this week. So I don't need Dak to go off. But, uh, you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to see, like, I, I need more of a competitive game. And I think, I think I'm saying that just because of fantasy, to be honest. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think – I mean, dude, it, it, let's be honest. I think we're all a little biased when it comes to who we're rooting for on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I do think, Zoo, I think your point about the running backs, though, is huge. They're going to have to run the ball because – if they're asking Dak to put up his typical 50, 50 passes for 400 and something yards and four touchdowns and, you know, no one else touches the ball all game, I mean, they're going to get just demolished. I mean, he's going to be running around with that offensive line. And it, it just kind of gives me vibes of what the Chiefs had to face in the Super Bowl yeah. last year. So, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, they're, they're not going to score a touchdown. They're just going to kick field goals because I think Dallas is better than that offensively. Um, they're bound to break at least one or two. Um, but like you said, too, it's going to have to be in the passing game, but they have to be very efficient with it. They can't just be asking Dak to do too much week one. Amari Cooper, man. I need him to go off, man. Yeah. I have shares of Amari Cooper. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I got a lot, a lot of these Dallas guys, man. I, I'm hoping I'm dead wrong about my prediction of Dallas getting their butt whooped and only dropping yeah. like 10 points this game. Guys. I mean, if that happens, man, oh, it'll be a rough first week, man. A it's two of the most – it's two of the – Probably three most stacked offenses in the league. Uh, them and maybe the uh, and then the Chiefs. That yeah. that those are the three pretty much right here. And unfortunately, one of them also happens to have the best defense in the league. So that's the one yeah. I always give the edge to. Yeah, Tampa's defense I think is gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be tough because like you said they returned everybody and a lot of the guys too like 
I think they have the safety, Antoine Whitfield. He's coming back. He's a second-year guy, so he's going to be even better. Devin mm-hmm. White's a freaking monster. You know, JPP yep. is just – they got a lot of guys that individually can take over a game. And, yep. you know, it's just going to be tough for it. Like you said, you don't want for Dak to be doing, throwing 35, 30 times a game. Like, they need to get that running game going with Zeke. But, you know, Zach Martin being hurt, I don't know who's behind him. But hopefully he – I don't think – I don't know if they got Tyron Smith or the other guy, Collins, if they're still playing. I, hope, I think Tyron Smith is. He's their left tackle. He's a Hall of Famer is the reason why yeah. I said that. So. They still have a good old line, but, you know, they're – they're missing their best interior guy that helps Zeke the most. And yeah. by, by missing out on him, that's just – it's only hurting Zeke and it's only helping Vita Vea on the opposite nose tackle side. Oh, so. he's another guy I forgot. They, yeah, God, Tampa Bay is stacked, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I totally forgot about Vita Vea. Yeah. But, man. And the Dallas Cowboys, man, last year, second worst run defense, man. So they're going to freaking destroy them by the aerial assault and then destroy them in the run game, man. Like, the, the Panther Bays might go for 40, man. They might go for 40 <laughs> just to make a statement game. Man, oh, please don't be ugly, man. Please don't Take be the ugly. over. Take the over. That's all we'll say. <laughs> 51, man. It's at 51. Yeah. Transitioning, I want to uh, get into some of the games this weekend. You know, the NFL never disappoints with matchups. Uh, I feel like, personally, the game I'm looking at is the Browns and the Chiefs just because – I think Mahomes is going to have a lot of energy because of how he got hurt in the last game, and they almost didn't make, uh, make it through. Um, shout out to I think Chad Henney got them <laughs> to, uh, to the to pulled the uh, conference. Yeah, pulled it through for him. But you know, I just I think that personally, I'm interested to see how the Browns look because they're kind of my dark horse. Even though I'm kind of giving away and not letting you guys go, but I just think they're a little bit of a dark horse just because they're getting Odell back. At some point, you have to think Baker's going to get some type of connection with him to where, you know, he can become a game-breaker receiver that he used to be. Jarvis is as consistent as it can be. Two-headed monster running back, and then their defense is loaded with guys. So I kind of want to see how this matchup is going to be. I think it's six and a half Chiefs, but I think I think it's going to be an arrowhead, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's probably part of the reason why. But I want to get you guys' thoughts on the games this weekend. Uh, Zio, I want to start with you, man. What do you think? Man, you know what I'll be looking at? I'll be looking at the New England Patriots, man. I'm very interested to see this team. Man. Mac Jones, Mac and Cheese with the new t- t- TV. He's the new TV 12, man, to see if he lives up to the hype. Because, my Lord, my Patriots prediction, man, could look really bad if Mac Jones is awful, man. Like, having a having a rookie quarterback under a new system, new rules, new everything, dude, they can lay an egg as the first first couple of weeks coming up in a new system. So, my, my oh, my. Patriots against Dolphins, obviously fighting for the division, man. So I'm looking at the Patriots and Dolphins as as one of those key games as a tone setter, especially for a rookie quarterback. Because I'm looking at all these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Of course, man, this is one of the most historic classes of all time from a QB class. Obviously, Justin Fields is not playing because they got, they got, the red, <laughs> got QB1, yeah, QB1 under the Red Rocket, man. So I'm going to look at these other QBs like Trevor Lawrence, man, see if he lives up to that, even though – Jacksonville Jaguars, man, they're not helping him yeah. at all, man. No. Like that situation is as bad as it can be, but he's supposed to be this godly talent, like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type. So we'll see if he lives up to that. And yeah. Zach Wilson, man, Sean, you, you're you're Jets, man. New you, you, New York Jets. I know Jets <laughs> fan, man. Yeah, okay, you're man. The, I, do, I, do, I do have some Zach Wilson stock, though. I do have a little bit of stock. True. Uh, so. True. What was that wide yeah, receiver too that you love, man? Elijah Moore, Moore, man. Elijah Moore, the whole Listen, I don't know if you that guy be nasty. I don't know if you watch like NFL films type stuff, but uh, he's been the reason why is because I I kind of knew who he was because he played for Ole Miss last year. 
I didn't like look like watch his tapes like that. But then he had a lot of co-signs from guys in the league saying like, oh yeah, he he's like he's real. So I went back and watched his tape and I was like, outside of him being five, nine and a half, he's got everything you want in a receiver. So just I don't know. I like I like his I like how he runs routes. He's quick, hands, you know, he, he's got a lot of stuff to him. And they got him in the second round. So it's kind of like, all right, well, let's see. And like yeah. you say, Zach, listen, Tony Romo. He compared. He compared Zach Wilson. Yo, he's gonna be dropping. I he's mean, gonna be. He's gonna be dropping field goal holds, dude. That that's gonna be his next yeah. thing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Tony Romo was giving Zach Wilson a lot of praise, so we'll see. Not saying Tony Romo is the be all end all, but he does have the job with CBS, so I give him that credit. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> of these former, a lot of these former QBs are hyping up these prospects, man. These QB one prospects coming yeah. out this year, man. Like Drew Brees saying Mac Jones is gonna be the best, and Tony Romo hop here. Hyping up Zach Wilson, so man, there's a lot of hype. Yeah, dude, that'll be good because we also get to see how Tua plays too. You know, in that oh, Dolphins yeah. Patriots game, it's a big year for him. You know, it's, oh, it's, it's a make is, or break this year. Is his <laughs> year. Yeah, it's a make or break year for him, man. I mean, he's got to show up and show out. So that's that's a good one, Zoo. I'm on for that one, Sean, for sure. Watching that Chiefs Browns, I think it's them trying yeah. the Browns trying to prove that they weren't just a one time Cinderella. You know, last year having a great year. I think they need to, you know really push Chubb and Hunt to continue to like work together. I, I, I know it sounds stupid, but like that's such a dynamic backfield to have that they have to have clashed at some point in practice, you know, getting reps, however it is. Maybe they're cool, um, you know, but who knows? But if they can consistently keep that tandem going, this team could be scary because, man, they got some young studs on defense that are coming back. A couple guys that opted out last year, like you said, Sean, full back, you know, fully back. And look, we actually get to watch these two teams face off healthy, right? We get to watch them with Mahomes um, playing up against a legitimate defense in Cleveland. So definitely going to be eyeing that one. Um, I'm actually eyeing two of the younger teams in the league facing up this week. I'm watching out for that Chargers-Washington game. Um, we got one of the best young offenses in the league. Uh, you yeah. got Herbert there with at the helm with Eckler. Got Eckler stock, so I got to root him <laughs> on. Mace, um, he's already injured. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it happens. But so we got, you know, Mike Williams over there, got some stock in him too, got Keenan Allen. But I want to see him face up against arguably the best young defense in the league in Washington. Um, I think Chase we got young. two, yeah, Chase Young, monster, absolute monster. Um, and they have good young offense too. So I think this is going to be a good matchup just to see some of the up and coming teams, um, similarly to the Jets and the Dolphins, or sorry, the Patriots and the Dolphins. Um, we got some guys that are really trying to prove themselves. Fitzpatrick starting week one. That's not really his M.O., man. We got to yeah. see if he can actually carry a team from week one to week 18 now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm interested to see how that works because they both got a hell of a lot of weapons, both of those teams. But they both can play relatively well on the defensive side, obviously Washington being favored. So I do have the Chargers pulling that one out. I think Herbert isn't going to have a sophomore slump this year. Um, but Chase Young's going to eat his, let's be honest. Herbert's bound to get his uh, his grill hit a couple times in that game. <laughs> yeah. So that one's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, like that game, I really want to see Antonio Gibson. See, this, yeah. like, he's going to probably yeah. give him an opportunity stuck. to be a three-down <laughs> back now because last year he was like splitting time. Man. He got like 50% of the carries, and he was able to get double-digit touchdowns, which is a little silly how efficient he was. So this year we'll finally be able to see if he's a true RB1 and Fantasy football, because I don't believe it until I see it for one more year. Last year was some weird year. He played 50% of carries. 
maybe outliers with touchdowns, man. I, I touched TD regression, but we'll see if he's the real de deal this year because, man, I didn't believe the hype, man. I saw Antonio Gibson go in the second round. No thank you, and we'll see if I'm right, right or wrong because, man, he could be a stud that just a stud that was hidden last year. Yeah. I mean, he, he the thing about him is he's just the most unpredictable because he didn't even hit 1,000 yards last year, but he had, what, like 14 touchdowns? I mean, it was just I mean, ridiculous. 11 touchdowns, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah 11. He, he, had less, he had less than 800 yards, so, like, yeah. he didn't run that but the, And he played 14 games, you know, so he played a relatively full season, you could say, you know, as close as can be, especially when you're comparing a guy like Odell who put up 1,400 receiving yards in 14 games. So, and going around the same in the draft that next year, right? We're talking early second round. So, yeah. you're talking about a guy that you're putting a lot of fantasy investment into that, you know, can catch the ball out of the backfield. They have J.D. McKissick to compliment him. Um, it's really going to come down to if Fitzpatrick is a better decision maker than Alex Smith was, which I think that's Smith's forte. I, I've said that many times on this podcast was his game management ability and not turning the ball over. I think Fitzpatrick gives them a little bit more risk. He's going to take those shots down to Terry McLaurin, but he's also going to know when to just check it down and run the ball. So I think that they could end up having a pretty damn good offense this year if Fitzpatrick just plays consistently. He's the smartest QB in the league, man, just by just by nature. Everybody knows that, but he just can't seem to stay consistent. So they're taking a gamble on him, but they, they should be taking a gamble in a division that, that is this wide open. So I think this is, a, this is going to be a good first test for them against the Chargers. I think, I think that's the reason why. I think it's because the division is so wide open. There's no, like, legitimate yep. quarterback. I mean, Dak is, but, like, a legitimate team where it's like, okay, they're the front and center of the division. So yeah. it's like, ah, oh, you take a flyer on. And plus – Taylor Heineke last year, I don't know if he's still on the – I think he is, but he's like the backup. Yeah. Like he had a – you know, he battled in the playoff game. So it's like I feel like they felt comfortable enough to be like, if Fitzpatrick can't get this done, then we have something to where Heineke can maybe get us through some certain type of patches. And we have the backs with Gibson and McKissick and uh, McLaren and uh, the other guy. Uh, Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, Logan a lot of guys. Thomas. Logan Thomas. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he can stay healthy, but – Hey, you know, Heine yeah. Heineke played the Bucks better than the Chiefs did. Yeah, Let's he be did. Completely honest here, yeah, he almost he brought them that dub. He was athletic, running around. Together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was on it. Um, I think with Gibson too, the reason why a lot of people had stock in him, and like last year for me, I'm gonna be honest, I just got him because he was like, um, I think they had like his speed, like his size and speed combo. I just like, that's kind of like pretty nice to be. You know, for a running back, I was just thinking, like, okay, I'll just try it. But he was a receiver at Memphis like his entire career, so right. I think they're they're betting on him. Like, okay, you've been in the NFL for a year, and you're like a like you did the running back, and that's what you do. So it's like I think just the maturation of learning how to play running back, yeah. because like you said, like I said, like, I don't think at Memphis he was doing any type of running back schemes, running through, picking up blocks, things like that. Um, and I, that's probably part of the reason why he didn't play on third down because it's like it's usually a passing down and you got McKissick coming in doing that type of stuff. So he has the ability to catch the ball. But I think the Chargers are just going to be so interesting to me because I don't know when they play the Chiefs, but I'm interested to see how their defense does. If their defense yeah. is like to a point, because like I say, with Duran coming back and I like Samuel, those two FSU guys, we all know, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like if their defense can be somewhat, you know, efficient and not be just this, pat, you know, people – like thrashing it and doing whatever mm -hmm. the chargers they could be another dark horse because i don't think herbert's yeah. gonna have a sophomore slump i really yeah. don't because he just he seems like i think I, I read he was like a in college he was a like biology major so he's wow. he's got like i feel like he's could process a whole lot better than a lot yeah. of the quarterbacks that are playing now and he's athletic as hell 
Mm-hmm. And he's quiet. Like, yeah. He's quiet too. He's just like, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to perfect mm-hmm. it. You know, and I respect yeah. that, you know, especially with a guy that was thrown in, you know, first game yeah. with Tyrod Taylor getting his lung raise immediately for finding that right, right. and Herbert to step in. That's just crazy to me that that happened. That like, that was his opportunity. And plus to their coach, I don't know yep. too much about him, but I think he might, and there's no shade to Anthony Lynn, but he might be able to unlock some stuff with. Oh, it's so shade to Anthony Lynn, man. He's the offensive coordinator, I think, with the Lions. Yeah, that sounds about Match right. Match made in heaven, man. <laughs> Matt, two mediocre, mediocre franchise and a mediocre coach, man. Beautiful yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Wood. Yeah, Sean, they, they, could be, they could be good, man. It's just that they're in a rough division. I mean, it's like the Raiders and them are going to be kind of fighting for that number two spot. I don't believe in Derek Carr fully. Um, I know some people buy into it. You know, Zoo's definitely a heavy hater. <laughs> Look at that straight hater, face. Man. Yeah, man, look at that straight face. Man, that dude's trash, man. <laughs> Jesus. And John so, Gruden didn't even yeah. like him. Oh, that dude overpaid, man. Him and the GM. Mm. You know, you I, know I, I read for, it. For such a cheap franchise, they paid him so much money. Yeah. Uh, I know. Man, that was, God knows I, why. You didn't even have to do Yeah, you didn't have to do that contract. I don't understand the reason. I mean, I guess you do. It was like a 10-year deal, right? It was like a 10-year deal. I'll tell you that. 10-year, 100000000 million. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's because he was on ESPN. <laughs> he was on ESPN. That's why, and he was doing they all that, them. you know, yeah, the QB camp stuff. And let's be honest, is was ESPN like going to be pay, like getting close to that number? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Like Him what? Is, if you were to argue that, you could probably argue that back in the day, their two biggest guys that they had were John Gruden and Stephen A. And yeah. Stephen A. ended up getting paid heavily. But I yeah. think he just they, – they almost had to poach him and pay him what ESPN was going to match almost. Yeah. That, that's how I under – that's how I almost tried to make myself feel better about paying somebody a coach $10 million a year. But by God, man, at least have a better team around you. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I think John Gruden is probably a good – he's not going to get fired, but it's a make-or-break year too for him and the GM because plus two, their draft yeah. hasn't been the greatest. Like they've hit on like a, a receiver or two, but – I don't know. They just—I saw they cut one of their third-round picks, linebacker. Mm. I don't know. It's just weird in Vegas. But transitioning again to the last topic, we're gonna get into is a bunch of—I guess you would say predictions, bold predictions for the season. Uh, you know, the NFL is full of surprises. It's gonna be a lot of guys that's gonna step up. It's gonna be a lot of guys that's gonna fall back. You know, with uh, the physicality of the NFL, you know. Every week is just a new storyline. So I wanted to ask the guys, what's some bold predictions for t- uh, teams or players and their opinion? And, uh, people, Sean, we'll start with you, man. Well, I mean, you know, Ek- we got Eckler out with his hamstring, by God, <laughs> every year. Uh, he just didn't practice today. Y'all scared me thinking he was out for the season there for a second. <laughs> Zoo did that. I ain't do that. <laughs> but but uh, no, nah, dude, I, I think that, you know, with all these injuries, man, I mean, I, I feel bad for, for the Ravens. Um, yeah. you know, with J.K. Dobbins going down, that's just been brutal for that team. I know Gus Edwards is going to have to step up in that role. His fantasy stock has been rising very quickly. Um, <laughs> but if I'm if I'm just to talk about, you know, a team that I think could surprise some people, I'm going to go with the Giants, man. I I, I really what? think that they have. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I think that the Giants oh, okay. could surprise some people, man. I think that they. Danny could. Dobbins. What? 
Danny Dimes? Danny, Dimes? Danny Dimes? <laughs> yeah. You're going to call him Danny Dimes. Well, right, wait, he's he's gonna... know what, yeah, he better be Danny Dimes if they're the surprise team because he better look, be, you'll be balling, man. Look, look, man, they, they, they nearly stole that division last year without their best player. And I understand that the other team that probably was the favorite last year was also missing their best player in Dak Prescott, right? Most people would have had the Cowboys favored last year. I don't think anybody thought Washington was going to turn it around there. But look, man, there's a lot of uncertainty in Washington on that QB side, like we talked about with Fitzpatrick. You know, there's I'm kind of writing off the Eagles as being contenders. And you never know with this Cowboys team, man. They're very inconsistent. And you're talking about one of the best defenses in the league on the opposite side with the Giants, man. They have solid weapons. They added Kenny Galladay. They gave him a legit big guy to throw the ball to. He can just chuck the chuck it up there. If Danny, if Daniel Jones comes comes back and he's playing better and they have a healthy Saquon. That team could actually be – they could make some noise in the NFC East. Not saying they would make it past the first round. But if you're looking for a dark horse out of the NFC East, I'm picking the Giants, man. That's who I'm They do with. have – I do I do feel like talent-wise – They have a lot, defense, man. They're, they're crazy on defense. That's what – that And like offense. If, mm, they have a lot of they skill guys here. line issues. Saquon it, off ACL. Danny Dimes okay. just sucks. Like, okay. they're trying to give him some weapons. Kenny Galladay, who's a nice, nice big receiver, man, to see if he's any good. Like – Danny Galladay is a nice player, man. But Dan- he made it to... out of the Lions yeah. with a couple yeah, thousand was... yard seasons. Yeah, Come he was on, good man. with the Lions. <laughs> he had Matthew Stafford, man. Matthew and Stafford no is a good quarterback. No line, though. He didn't have an O line. They didn't have but, a running game. Right, but he had Matthew Stafford, who's an above average quarterback, and Danny yeah. Dimes is a below average quarterback. So he's getting a worse quarterback. I agree. And like Saquon, I don't know about you. I have zero shares of Saquon Barkley off the ACL injury. Too high of a risk for me. And I feel like this year. He's going to be in and out of the lineup, and they might not be able to use him as much because they want to monitor his minutes and his carries because they don't want to put too much on that knee. If they can't dominate the rushing game, man, ain't scaring nobody. They They still almost won the division last year. That's my whole damn point. Man, the Cowboys, man, the Cowboys got their QB back, and the Cowboys were atrocious last year with with Dak Prescott. I feel like they're going to be – an above 500 team and above oh, 500 man. team is making the playoffs, man. With and Dak, they, could, they couldn't even beat the Falcons last year, man. Yeah, they were getting the blown out in the first team. couple of games last year. With they were Dak, 0 they 3. Were, yeah, they were yeah, destroyed. But yeah, well, the difference is, is so they, improved, they improved their defense, man. Michael oh, Parsons. Uh, yeah, they got some. Yeah, yeah, they got a first rounder, baby. First oh, rounder, gonna, man. Top what? 10 pick. He's going to make an immediate impact. What are they going to do? Move from twenty eighth worst to twenty sixth? Goddamn, that's a, that's an improvement, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Come on, man. They're they still going to be bottom. They're still going to be bottom seven in the league on defense, man. They're going to be bad. That division is just bad. If you're looking for consistency, I mean, I, you could argue that Washington's probably the most consistent team in that division. Sadly, um, but it really it's all going to come down to. Like you said, every team's got their one thing in that division besides the Eagles because they're they're a work in progress right now. But we got the you know Washington with their QB situation. Same thing with the Giants, and then you got the Cowboys defense. Man, it's wide open. And if there's one that I was pl- willing to put a long shot on, because I think most of the other divisions in the NFL, except maybe the NFC East, are pretty predictable. I really don't think there's going to be that many surprises this year. Um, but you know. I think that it's it's either them and the Patriots. I think those could be the two teams, you know, that personally for me, I think could make a make a quiet impact early on that ends up biting some teams in the ass towards the end of the season when they can get going. So I don't know, man. It's tough to predict. Yeah, this year I feel like a lot of chalk teams, man. But I'm yeah. gonna go with the player. I'm gonna go with the player. 
I think I talked about this player a couple weeks ago as being a top three fantasy quarterback. I'm putting as my number one fantasy quarterback in Jalen Hurts, man. Oh. Jalen Hurts. I own Jalen Hurts on three of my fantasy teams. I own a lot of shit. I'm all in on Jalen Hurts this year, man. When I see him, I just see deja vu on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm saying this right now. This is this is MJ, man. This this is the reincarnation, man, of the Eagles. The Eagles ain't going to be good, but he's going to be putting on a show. Yeah, this might be the next Mike Vick, Lamar Jackson, 1,000-yard rusher, unbelievable season with the legs, Madden superstar, fantasy football superstar, man. Next year he's going to be a top – yeah, top five pick, man. Top five pick in fantasy at, at the QB position. I I see what you say. Yeah, you you're I'm saying this right. Yeah, I'm saying this, man. Jalen Hurts <laughs> is gonna be given the ball. They have no, there's no backup. QB. Right. They, 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 they they got a Gardner Mitchell, whatever for a six round pick or whatever, man. But he's gonna get the ability to run the ball because I think he's a better runner than Miles Sanders. He's been given the weapons to chuck the ball and learn through all the mistakes. I'm not saying he, he might he might throw a lot of picks, like a lot yeah, of picks, maybe a maybe, maybe a yeah. Jameis Winston type level of pick. I hope not. But, I got him too. <laughs> but his production is going to be incredible. And as a fantasy holder, man, that's all I care about. I don't care about how he's good in real life, man. I want those fantasy numbers. And I feel like Jalen Hurts has the potential. Yeah, average is like 24 fantasy points a game. You know, I'm not mad. I'm not actually mad at Jalen Hurts because if they can get a set, a type of scenario, because I don't want Jalen throwing like, you know, 40 times a game, because I just don't think if he's throwing 40 times a game that he's going to be as efficient and be productive fantasy-wise, because I do have him too. But I think with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and they got another guy, Kenneth Gainwell, who can't – he's another guy from Memphis. He sat out, I think, in the last year, 2020 or whatever, and then he got drafted – whatever, round fourth or fifth round. But he's got a lot of catch out the backfield, slick. You know, they've been saying in camp that he's, like, trying to really push for the second uh, RB position behind Miles Sanders. I think if they can get, like you say, for any quarterback, the tight end, they got they got a really good tight end. Double tight end, backs, man. Yeah. yeah. Double the double ends. running backs, too. Like, you need to have, you know, quarterback, running back, like, having that scenario. Like you say, with Zach, perfect example, when he was a rookie, that he came in. Having Ezekiel back there, you saw what Dallas did. Not saying that Jalen Hurts could do that, but Dak and Jalen, I feel like, are similar in terms of Dak was a fourth-round quarterback. He played in the SEC, played at Mississippi State, but nobody thought he was going to be able to, you know, unseat Tony Romo and thought he was going to be passing for the yards and do, and get the contract he's got now. Yeah, so point. Jalen Hurts doesn't really have that, I would say, the potential of Dak, but he does have the ability, big, strong quarterback, if he can get some production from his running backs, he can just continue to mature, mature. And then next thing you know, the Eagles could be the dark horse in that division just because, you know, you got Jalen Hurts who, outside of Dak, I'm picking – I'm not picking Daniel Jones or – I mean, Fitzpatrick fits magic. I get it. But I would pick Jalen. And like you say, in terms of potential right now, and athlete, I think he's – like, after the injury, I think he's probably the most athletic quarterback in the division. So – he does have the most upside, I will say that. He has easily the most upside, but not this year, man. I mean, like, if you're talking, like, two two years down the road, I think they'll probably end up winning the division unless the Cowboys yeah. – I mean, the Cowboys would have to implode because they have such good young assets. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying he's going to be the number one fantasy quarterback this year, you got to be out of your points again. You, you of all people, are putting him ahead of Mahomes? 
I said potentially. Like last uh, year, okay. my ride or die was Josh <laughs> Allen. Oh, okay. And this year, it is Jalen Hurts, man. Look, he's I got. I already got him in a DraftKings lineup for this coming week. I mean, I, I think he's going to end up popping off. Do oh, I? Yeah. Man, I, mess up? I might bench Russell Wilson for him. I don't know they're who, playing the Colts, so that's playing. fair. The I mean, they're playing the Colts, that's fair. You know, they don't have the defense. I mean, look, if they could go down though early with that defense that they have now, if the Colts can actually score and Jonathan Taylor runs them over, Russell might have to throw the ball. But look, man, if you're trying to get touchdowns, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be one of your better bets. I got stock on him on one team. He's my backup. Might have to throw him in eventually. But, Zoo, you're out of your damn mind if you think he's going to be the number one quarterback in fantasy. There's way too many ahead oh, of him. You're talking man. about guys, Zoo. Zoo, you're talking about guys like Josh Allen that can run the ball arguably as well as yeah, Jalen Hurts, better, maybe a little better. bit less. And he still can throw 40 touchdowns if he wants to. You know, that man's going to be scoring more in fantasy than, than Jalen Hurts can, if, especially if he's throwing 20-plus picks And he's got digs. And he's got digs. He's, he's got digs. Yeah, I mean. Devontae you know, Smith. He can't catch a ball. Type of dude, man. What are you talking about? Can't catch a pass. What are you talking about? He can't get him the ball, dude. If you're calling him Lamar 2.0, don't be betting that he's gonna be hitting his wide receivers half the time. Man, a little little slant route, man. Nice. No, no, it's gonna be. What I go for Biden? It's gonna be Dallas Goddard and Zach Zach Ertz. Yeah, he's gonna be killing the time. Touch passes and checkdowns, or he's running the ball. That's gonna be their entire offense for at least swing passes to the running back. Yeah, swing passes. Hundred percent swing passes to the running back. That's why I like that game one kid because he's got really good hands. So I feel like he's just gonna be out the backfield, little. That's true. Coming out, yeah, stuff coming out the backfield for routes. So I think Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts also is a person or a quarterback that if he doesn't feel because I know Zoo, you said Gardner Minshew wasn't a uh, a big deal, but I mean. If you go look at the stats and look at Gardner Minshew compared to the guys in his class or whoever he got drafted with, he's like right at the top. So he's a guy who I think may have just been sullied by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now it's just yeah. good value, man. That's a better trade asset than a six-round pick, man. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is more valuable than a six-round. They pick. probably at least a fourth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think but- they probably just wanted to get rid of him because you know Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They wanted to put and all the, the pressure on Trevor to step up. That's what yeah. I think. I think they were trying to remove everybody, but there's a lot of surprise you know what? players, man. I think Saquon could be a surprise player. You never know. He's a high-risk, high-reward guy. If he pops he off be a, and, you, and you get him like late first round in your fantasy draft pick, if, he, if people are passing on him, whoo, oh, man. We had a buddy do that in our own league, and he got him like seventh or eighth overall, and then he got Devontae right after in the second round. So if that can pay off for some people, you know, and you still got a draft tonight or something like that, and Saquon falls, man. It could end up being not maybe not to the same level, but like when Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and came back, man, he could have a monster season for such good value at his position, man. Yeah, Saquon, I think probably fell in everybody's draft because I don't think he got picked in mind to like eleven. Yeah, he felt pretty. He felt, he felt pretty. I far. would, I would take I, that risk. Yeah, they're probably going to limit him probably the first like two or three weeks, just like mm-hmm. with volume. So extra game this year back. though, too. You got to remember yeah. that. Yeah, whoever his backup is, probably gonna get a lot of birds. So I'd probably pick him up on the waiver. He's got to be on the waiver wire, for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Saquon is a a good bet for maybe like come back later in the year or something like that. Just because if your prediction, um, a bold prediction with the Giants comes through, then he'll have the hype of that. So uh, I do think that's interesting. I think for me, the one player I'm really interested in seeing this year, and it's not because I like him, but just like. 
I want to see if he can get it, do anything with talent, and that's Sam Darnold. Like, I feel like hmm. you got Christian McCaffrey. Terrence Marshall this year got drafted. I think he was like a low, late round. He's He made the rush. He's a really good tall 6'4 receiver. Um, they got DJ, DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson. Sure Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. They got talent. And with Carolina, the year before he got there, they spent like, I think, six of their – seven round picks and on defense so they got an emerging defense mm. with him that is probably 10 times better than what he would have in any other place so i just want to see what sam Darnold does because to me i feel like it's been a lot of a of, me, of a media thing with him of you know well he was with the jets so it's just so bad and yada 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 well we get it now and plus two you got one of the top play callers i would say and Joe Brady, even though he was in college, he's got a really good system in how he calls plays. So I want to see what he does. I want to see what he does. Interested to see if he can take a step. They're not going to challenge Tampa, but they could be in that second, you know, that second team in that division. Mm-hmm. And if that defense comes along, they could be fight. I don't know how the schedule sets uh, sets up with Tampa and Carolina when they're playing, but that could maybe potentially be something interesting in the NFC South. So that's who I'm interested in watching and all that stuff. So, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. The NFL every year, you know, we have these predictions like we're talking about right now, but it's such a, like I say, physical game. By week seven, there's going to be a running back probably in New England that we don't know about that's going to be killing. <laughs> you know, the Trey Lance is probably going to be starting by then, maybe. I know they saw they said he was QB2, but, um, you know, he's going to have packages. So anytime a quarterback has packages, that means we're grooming him to be the starting quarterback. So that'll yeah. be another storyline. If Trey Lance comes in and can really play, what what happens to Jimmy G? I don't know. Maybe they bench him and he's and he's second stringer. Do they like trade him? I don't know if there's a trade deadline or what. But that's another storyline that's really interesting because if Trey Lance gives them a whole different uh, dimension in the 49ers, that could be another team in the NFC that's ready to take another step. Because mm-hmm. you get a court. Not saying Trey Lance could get into the Super Bowl, but that could be something that somebody that could unleash the receivers on their team and maybe get them in the playoffs. So. Like I said, a lot of a lot of cool storylines. The NFL is here, it's back. You know, we I feel like literally two weeks ago we were talking about NBA and the whole stuff with that. But the NFL's here. It's gonna be a great game tomorrow, regardless. I saw the tickets were like five hundred and sixty four dollars for Dallas oh and uh Tampa, and that's probably like nosebleed. <laughs> it's probably nosebleed. So I don't know if um that'll be something I would want to do. I would love to go to a tailgate. But uh you know, as usual, make sure you guys follow us on Bullheaded underscore pod. Put up a lot of content. We're going to put up so much NFL content in the next few days, covering all that. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, the whole nine. And for me, Zoo and P. Bush, we're out.